Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's been over 100 years since the Titanic sunk into the North Atlantic Ocean. It's a pretty open and shut case. The ship hit an iceberg. Case closed. But what aren't they telling us? What if two comedians tried to solve what really happened? This is Truth Tanic. Ahoy! Welcome back to Truth Tanic. This is the comedy podcast where we aim to uncover what really happened the night the Titanic sunk. Was there an iceberg or was it maybe a bird? It might, we're leaning towards birth. We're learning to, we've got new evidence. It was maybe, it just, was maybe, just, just kidding. It's a comedy podcast. <laughs> so that's kind of what a joke is. Yeah, it's it's what, what you can expect from us in this podcast. My name is Carly. My name is Blair. And this is episode six. It's episode six. That's crazy. Yeah, it's episode six. And tonight we're going over today, tonight. Whenever you're listening to it this morning. morning, (laughs) On your morning commute with your little, little cafe delay, you can listen to us talk about the discovery of the wreck of the Titanic. So spoiler alert. They they find it. it. It's sunk and they find it. They find the wreck of the Titanic. We're going to go over the early expeditions to find the Titanic before they found it. We're going to go over the actual discovery of the wreck. And then we're going to go over different things that have happened since then that we found interesting. And we might read a little bit from this Exploring the Titanic book by Robert D. Ballard. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel where we post the full videos, we have the book Exploring the Titanic and we've had it behind us every single shoot. It's a book for children about the Titanic, <laughs> and we might we might read a couple passages today if we feel so inclined. Yeah, this this book, uh, a little lore. I've had this since I was a, a little child. I bought it at a Scholastic book fair. Oh. If you know, you know. Oh my god! And it's by Robert D. Ballard, who was the dis- discoverer of the wreck of the Titanic. Good for him. Good for him. Oh, the vibes. He's kind of the king of this episode. I think. I think so. I think he's he's a king. He's a queen. A king, a queen, an explorer. A jester flop. A jester flop. <laughs> um, but yeah, he rocks. God, you 
kind of unearthing the vibe of the Scholastic Book Fair in my mind. The warmth that just filled my heart. I love that thing oh. so much. And like, I feel like at the time I was always like, man, this is so expensive. And now I'm just like, I would go in there with my little adult paycheck and just clean the place out. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It is kind of like, I feel like a cringe millennial kind of like you know people are like I'm an introvert yeah and all that like there's a per- there's a kind of person that really co-ops and maybe I shouldn't say this because I am in a reading space online <laughs> but there is a type of person online who really co-ops like introvert and bookworm identity and makes yes. it their whole thing oh yeah so I feel like you can find a tweet somewhere that's like where is the scholastic book fair for adults I don't want to drink it's at the a bar store exactly <laughs> it's the literal it's the library <laughs> God, I hate when people pick something out. They're just like, where's this for adults? It's like, it, it exists. exists. Though I do the same thing whenever I'm in like a Sears. Just kidding, Sears does not exist. But like when I'm in a department store and you go by like the children's, like the girls, like yeah. dresses, like the little fancy mm-hmm. dresses for babies. I'm always like, why don't they make this in my size? It's like they fuck, they do. Look for it. There's an industry based around that. Like what is the, like those softy dresses or whatever? Yes. You know, the ones with the yes. big, like They're puff cute. sleeves. Yes. I would never wear one because I, I'd probably drown or something. I like, know. No. I don't need to be wearing anything that makes me look more like a little girl. I know. I can't introduce that into the plot. I know. I was saying to Carly, Carly and I share a trait in common, which is that like we're both just like one bad like frilly t-shirt away from looking like a haunted doll. Yes. A turtleneck and a weird hair day. And it's haunted doll central for us. Yes. I do think that you're a bit more like haunted like doll and I'm a bit more like murder doll. Yes. I think that's very true. I think I give I when I think of I think we both look like haunted dolls. Yes. Let's put that out Done. But I do think I give kind of like Victorian doll the energy where it's like, yes. I'm like giving Annabelle. You yeah, know, like, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. One of those, not glass, but yeah, kind of like a glass porcelain, doll. A porcelain, porcelain doll. doll with like a- with Like a, your face has a crack in exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And I've got like a really big eye that's like kind of stuck or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I do really feel, maybe I should be Annabelle for Halloween. I feel That'd like be I, amazing I, costume actually. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I was going to be Neil old and Reese is going to be Neil young. <laughs> Shut up. But I do think that that- I know there's Annabelle. Yeah, well, the thing is like, I always dress as something kind of hard to- to to, ha- to guess. And That's then I get smart. so mad when people don't guess it. So I have to do something that people can guess. Mm-hmm. I famously, the famously, what am I talking about? <laughs> but for Halloween, I believe it was 2019. Yes. I went as Andy Warhol. Incredible. And I wore like a black turtleneck you and do sunglasses. Kind of like yeah, and I had like a white wig. And people kept being like, oh, are you Steve Jobs? Because I was wearing a black turtleneck. No. And I was like, and I got so mad because I was really drunk. And I was like, oh yes, the famous Steve Jobs with his blonde wig and sunglasses. <laughs> like it was so offensive to me that people didn't, obviously like I didn't really look like Andy Warhol because I don't look like Andy Warhol. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. But, but people still. have no imagination. Well, that's no exactly That's also the best side of my life because because my friend Chris, he'd got like, he was in town and we were walking to a Halloween party and he just like went to like a party city right before because he didn't have a costume. Yeah. And he got big pink round kind of glasses and a plastic top hat. Oh, incredible. And I was like, you look like Elton John. Like he looks like Elton John. He hated, we were walking and I kept being like, you're Elton John. And he hated it. And then the wind blew his plastic hat off his head into the road and it got hit by a car and shattered into a million pieces. And there's nothing funnier than the image of a hat shattering Shattering. in the street. Like hats don't shatter. That's why it's so funny. Yeah. On the heels of you being like, you look like fucking Elton John. (laughs) 
I feel like I always phone in my Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. And then every year I'm like, I shouldn't have phoned in my Halloween costume. Yeah. But then I forget. Like, I remember this one year in university, I was cat a tonic and I was just a cat and carried around tonic water. Oh, like, no. what the hell was that? Just be a cat. I know. I was like, man, that was nothing. And I like, my friends used to have this, like, they'd live in this, like, mansion that used to be owned by Sir John A. McDonald. It was terrifying. I was crazy. And it was always like, the parties there were always just haunted because there were ghosts. There were ghosts. Ghosts in the mansion. A lot of the mansions that my university comedy group went to. And horrifying sentence. I know. And I want to say like, there's a mansion. There are some improv troupe frequented. No, I know. Because there are some people that I met in university comedy that I love dearly. Like there's like, I can think of like, there's these two guys who I met and they're still around doing comedy now. And like, those are my, I love them. They're so nice. Okay. Everyone else is a fucking menace who should be in prison. (laughs) And I will say that right now because one of them, they're all friends with this one guy who got ran out of Toronto for rape. He called me a cunt to my face. And now he's back in town and they're like, it's like nothing ma- happened. And they're, they all lived in a mansion called the Mint Mansion. Um, we have a couple friends in comedy who like were in the troupe a couple years before and they used to live in the Mint Mansion. This, the Mint Mansion used to be owned by a Nazi. And there was a room in the basement that just was a drain on the floor and then five different doors leading into it, basically. And the reason it was so cheap is because when they found out a Nazi lived there, I think he went to prison for something. Being I gotta a Nazi? For being a Nazi. Um, yeah, neo-Nazi bunker for sale represents dark era of Toronto history. Oh my butt. <laughs> is it cheap? By the Toronto Star. Awesome. Um, That's horrifying. It's listed that. for nearly 1.7 million. A steal. <laughs> nearly 25 years ago, it was home to Canada's neo-Nazi movie. 25 years ago? Notorious so not Holo- even that long ago. Yeah, it, they That's- lived here. In Notorious Holocaust and Ernst Sundel, I'll say his name, Put him on blast. But he Earth lived there from blast. 1975 until the early 2000s. What? Yeah, and his followers called it the bunker. So yeah, that was where like it's called the it was called the Mint Mansion now, and they all like rented this. They didn't like rent it because it was a neo-Nazi bunker, but like they rented it because some landlord bought it presumably and like rented oh, it out. Oh my god! And they lived That's there like the, like, and they found out later that like it was a it was a neo-Nazi bunker. Okay, hate that. I know that a lot i know and horrible vibes yeah horrible vibes there's not like nothing has healed my soul more than not being in a university comedy troupe i wouldn't recommend it to anyone i don't think you should do it i was on the university improv team and i did i did i did have a blast this was sketch and stand up yeah i feel like doing sketch and at a university level is never good no it was so much of me fighting for my life to explain that loud wasn't always funny Yes. And I'm not saying I was the queen of comedy, but I remember like I ran the auditions the second year I was on the troupe and they sent us like the auditions from the year prior to show mm. us like how they scored it. So I got to see my audition and I came in second to truly nicest guy in the world, but the king of not like loud is funny yeah. and playing a woman is peak humor. Yeah, for sure. And I remember like reading that and just like seething being like, I was at this point, like at sec- like in Second City Conservatory. yeah killing it like <laughs> a lot of people that we know auditioned for that troupe and never got in and they're all women that's crazy and the only reason i got in is because like i feel like we have in addition to both having haunted doll jeans <laughs> there's like an ability to be in a room with the guys 
I and know. play along. I don't do it anymore, but you know what I mean? You, you can really can play along with the guys if you yeah. need to play along with the guys. I mean, I'm wearing my Carhartt overalls today because <laughs> really I'm just are? one you, of the guys. You have like, you're having a Carhartt era, I've realized. Yes. So you've got a, I feel like you have a second pair of Carhartt overalls. No, this is the same one that it's you saw me one? wear. Yeah. I'm just stupid. Yeah. So I can't, I, I don't have object permanence. No, I, I figure everything only appears up once. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. When I got on my improv team in university, I was one of like, I think three girls at yeah. the time. And it was like, I remember when I left in my last year, I was co-captain. And when I left, like my big thing, I was like, we, it took us <laughs> this long to get to the point where like half the team was women, half the team was men. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we've really done our job. And then the team dissolved. Like, yeah. It was like a pandemic thing or I something. I think it I dissolved. Know. My troop dissolved a couple of years later too, just because. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of work to like run a comedy collective at school. Yes. Like it's too much work. That's what's great about improv and stand up is that like you, you don't have to do any organizing really. Yeah, you can just show up. That's the show thing. up. And like my whatever. school was in Toronto too. So it's like you could just also go to shows. Like I was yeah, doing shows really nice. when I was doing that, which was partially why I had the worst attitude in the world. <laughs> because I was like, I had a lot of things that I think I've done a really good job. Like I think I was really humbled in 2019, I got like truly rejected from everything I ever did mm-hmm. for a whole year, which I think mm-hmm. everyone should go through. You should go through a year of rejection yes, because it makes you normal. I have that in 2017, I think. It makes it like, you a regular person. Like you just are like yeah. every single thing. It's the first time in your life after being like a wonderkind, you're humble and you're regular. This it is, makes you normal. I think so like, like when I was yeah. in university comedy, I like thought I deserved so much more respect mm-hmm. as if like, no, it's nothing. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? It's like, who cares? <laughs> truly. And I was, I kept, I had like such a chip on my shoulder at like 19 being like, I just deserve my break. Like, why won't anybody give me my shot? And now mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not a victim for not being on TV, Carly. Like get a grip. <laughs> People are dying. Like there's yeah. a war going on. And I yeah. think you get rejected enough and you're just like, oh, I'm not the most talented person in the world. And also talent doesn't equal Oh, you're not owed success because yeah, of talent you're not or hard anything. work or whatever. You're also like something that I've come to terms with recently is that you're not owed a timeline. And we've talked about this a lot. So real. Where it's just like a lot of things happen like in weird orders or out of orders or really, really fast or with large breaks. And it's like, you know what? I Like, I feel like people like to tell you that like you go to school for like four years, you have like a year of like roughing it and then things start to happen and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it just doesn't work like that. And if it does, you'll probably go crazy. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of times when you hear fun. those stories, it's always smoothed over because your brain also is just going to forget the tough stuff. It's like childbirth, whatever, with your career. Yeah. Like You forget how hard things are so you can continue to move on. Mm-hmm. But it's so true when it, like, when it rains, it pours. And I think in almost any industry, like perseverance is the most valuable thing you can have. Yeah. Like, just being like, I had like truly like an awful summer like just a bad summer because I was also depressed but on top of that it was, it was again it was just like a lot of like being strung along in career stuff as it always is mm-hmm. and it's like we were talking about this before we started recording like sometimes like a break is okay like you just get I was like yeah. I'm down like truly stop kicking me like bestie yeah. I am down I'm on the ground I'm on the ground I'm tapping out stop yeah. and then you just like are you just invest in yourself I, I I'm reading and this is so pretentious but I'm I read it in the pandemic and I didn't really get it but I'm reading letters to a young poet po- oh my god poet I'm or- really I'm reading letters to a young poet by Rainer Marie Rilke okay. and it's, he's a poet and he it's a collection of letters he wrote to a younger poet giving advice mm-hmm. and the thing he says it's like if you're searching you you sent me your poems and you asked if they were good 
And that's like, immediately they're bad because that's what you're asking. Like you're searching for like acceptances for magazines and people to tell you they're good. When what you really need to be doing is going inwards Mm -hmm. and engaging with like the things that you want to say and do. And I think that pain and those bad moments of like a lot of rejection always come from like, when your external things are saying like, no. And then yeah. when, you re- when you recover, like from those big, like beat downs of your career, then you're just on your vibe of like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Who cares? And then stuff happens. It's a cycle. And then when stuff happens, you seek the external validation that you get from doing the stuff that you found you could do when you looked in or inside yourself. Yeah. So, and then when you seek that external validation, then you get beat down again mm-hmm. and then the cycle continues. And that's like what life is. And that's OK. But when you're in those moments where you're like, please stop. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's it like, you know, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. It's and awful. So and then you. Mad. Yeah. And you have and like one thing. Your happen friends and are like, succeeding. Because that's yeah, the thing. Your with, friends like, always if, succeed when you're done. Your friends always book <laughs> it and that you find out because they booked it. Yeah. When you're there and you're like, great. No, great. That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm so happy this is like, I got rejected for like a bunch of shit, like three things on my birthday. And I found out about all of them when I was out of the house getting ready to do a show. Oh my God. And it was rap battles. And it was me and Reese were doing like, it's like a comedy show where you, you basically, it's like those epic rap battles of history, basically. But it's like comedy rapping. It's a comedy rapping thing and you do different characters. And we were the town crier versus washer dryer. So I was like a town crier and I was like, I just need to go to the bathroom and like center myself <laughs> in my fucking town crier outfit being oh, like, no. it's gonna, like I, Tanya, like, you know, in that scene yeah. in I, Tanya, when she's got her makeup on and she's like, cr- <laughs> she's sobbing and then she smiles. It's like me in the comedy bar bathroom dressed as a town crier, like, okay, <laughs> let's go. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. And pushing through. No, but you're so right. Like, it's all a cycle. And then like, the thing I've realized is that like, it's kind of, and this is not my original metaphor, but it's kind of like a, like a circle going upwards yes. a lot of the time where it's like you kind of like you are on one level and then like you eventually get to the next level and then you go through the same problems again. And you go up again. And, again. and then you look back on your lower level and be like, like when I didn't get into the second second city conservatory the first time, I lied in bed for like 24 hours. <laughs> Like, I could not get out of bed. I was so depressed. I was like, my life is over. <laughs> and now that I feel like I'm like, you know, five, six, seven, ten, hundred <laughs> levels up from that. No offense, Second City Conservatory. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now that I'm We're like- We're both proud graduates of the Second proud City Conservatory. I threw away my t-shirt yesterday. I, I don't like, even know where mine is. I just needed more room. Yeah. They gave me the wrong. I accidentally got the woman's cut, which oh, I just hate. Just a boat neck. Yeah. A and boat neck sub, with like no with little sleeves. Little, I little flap. I was like, I'm not wearing this. No, why would I ever wear this? Also, just make t shirts unisex because who I know. is wearing the women's cut? Who's wearing the women's cut? Sluts. And whores. whores. But yeah, you look down, like now I look down, and I'm like, it is like embarrassing to tell people that like after I got rejected from Second City Conservatory, I lay in bed and couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, but also then, it's yeah. like, it's also redirection. Like one of those things in that 2019 year of rejection was I auditioned to be the YTV host and I got kind of far, but not super far and I didn't get it. And when I didn't get it, I was like, oh my God, I am shit. And if you aren't in Canada, YTV, it's like a children's TV network yes. it's like a, it's like a it's like nickelodeon kind of but so it's, 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 it's for it's, younger it's, it's younger. giving public funding yes too. yes 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 um and i didn't get it and i was so upset and now i look back and i'm like i have never been more ill-equipped for a job yeah in my life like surely part of the reason i didn't get it is because at the time i had a stand-up clip online talking about how much cock i sucked <laughs> like i'm not like oh i didn't get a book at a children's show because i'm a 
like a, a goblin. Cock-sucking. Yeah, a cocksucking goblin. Like yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but when you're in it, you're just like, well, I guess you can't see like yeah. the full picture, right? No. So you're just like- You can't conceptualize or contextualize it. Exactly. So yeah. I was just like, oh, well, this was going to be my thing and now it's not. So it's over as opposed to being like, girl, like that was never going to be your thing. Have like you, that's not have what you, you do. Have you ever read into human design? No. Okay, so human design, I'm really bad. It's, it's kind of like astrology, but it's this idea that like you have like different kind of like lit up centers in your body. Oh, cool. Um, It's interesting. I don't know if I fully buy into it the way I buy into like um tarot and mm-hmm. like astrology. Oh, I, yeah. I'm Everyone big. has their, every woo-woo yes. girl has their things they're buying into and they're like, well, I don't believe in astrology though. I just yeah. believe in my crystals. And it's like- Yeah, that's so me though. Yeah, I'm no, like, it is I, you. Because I'm like, what's actually <laughs> interesting about crystals though is like especially ones that come from the, from the ground. It's like they actually yeah. have a different vibrational setting <laughs> <laughs> they actually give off vibrations if you look into it. I'm a big yeah. nature, like, yeah, that my, that's nature. my thing. I'm like, you got to put, guys, if you're ever feeling down, go outside and put not your dominant hand, your undominant hand, which is your feeling hand in like the Wicca tradition or whatever, and just put it on the trunk of a tree. Yes. And and like send your energy into it and receive your energy back. I sound anti-vax. No, but, but it does make sense. so good whenever i'm like feeling really really depressed i'm like i need to take my shoes off and stand into the grass like unfortunately yes. that's what i need to do and like i i can't take any criticisms like i need I to just like I, i'm not wearing shoes i'm gonna I'm be gonna, walking around yes. i'm gonna be rolling down the hill if you listen like, like I, need, I need to hear the natural kind of sound of water running yes like, i need and to go to the babbling brook exactly and hang out at the babbling brook yes but in human design there's this okay. thing that's sort of like um this it's everyone in human design you have like a different strategy And when I did it, it said the mind is to like wait for the invitation. And it sounds really like kind of stupid, but like it's it's supposedly the idea that like things that are meant for you will like eventually like invite you in. And everyone has like other people need to, um, you know, like seek out things more. Um, This is like because I I, I feel this inherently like I often feel like even like as with everything, like I, I always am reticent to give advice because I think. Like if you're thinking about something like comedy, Mm -hmm. I'm like 50% of people need the advice to take classes and study it more. But the other 50% need the advice to just get out there and do it. Like different people need different things. Some people need to just like, and I feel very akin to what you've said of like, I need to just like let it happen. Because I try to force it all the time. And it always goes wrong. Exactly. But other people need to seek it out and I know who they are. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you need to go and seek it out. But it's like different. You need to go against whatever you're your feeling is usually exactly like for me i've realized that like if i just follow the things like naturally call to me and work really hard at them and like get good at them and whatever and then like eventually someone will like and uh, invitations i feel like will like sometimes they'll be like literal invitations or there'll be someone who'll be like you're really good for this or like we Mm -hmm. want you for this or like you should do this whatever and like everything good in my life has been from like even like the second time i got into um, or I auditioned for Con for Second City when I famously couldn't get out of bed the first time. <laughs> the second time I like I had an invitation. Like someone was like, I think oh, you're ready for Con. Okay. And it's stuff like that that like it's it's not even like here's no, your here's I your fancy envelope. But even that thing of like, because I've spent so much time love comedy, love it, but like mm-hmm. I force that in a lot of ways in my life of just being like through sheer brute force, I'm going to be doing this and people will accept the fact that I'm doing this. Yeah. Where I've gotten a lot of my opportunities just being like, I'm here again auditioning. Yeah, exactly. Year seven, let's go, <laughs> baby. But like with writing, yeah. it was like a lot easier. Yeah. Like I just started writing and it was immediately like easier. And I was like, that's yeah. really fucked up. That like other stuff in your life is so much easier than other stuff. 
Yeah. It's very weird. Well, and it's also too, like with comedy, I feel like, you know, you've gotten to the place that like you're going to be, which is like you're getting all the good comedy auditions mm-hmm. and like it's just a waiting game, you know? And also like, like again, nothing it's like in Canada level. is harder. Like I was talking to a friend about this the other day and he was like, I wonder if I'll ever be a published author. And I was like, you will because you will. Easy. nothing is harder than trying to be a comedian in Canada. <laughs> Nothing is harder. Yeah. Everything else is easier. Well, and especially like it does get harder as you go up. Like I got into comedy. Like I did like funny roles in high school, whatever. But my high school, like very to my face was like, girls aren't funny. Um, And they're right. Yeah, they're correct. And they took my sketches away and gave credit to some other man. And I was like, okay, whatever. I hate this, whatever. And then I started doing comedy in university because I was looking for a bathroom. And someone thought I was looking for the improv. An invitation. It was, it was truly an invitation. They were just like, well, like. If, the, if you want to, like, if you're done in the bathroom, you can come do this. Because everyone else was playing capture the flag. I can't imagine an activity worse for me. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go to the improv workshop. Yeah. And then that's like, that's literally how it it's happened. Crazy, you know man. what I mean? And on that note. Speaking of invitations. Here's your invitation to the, the Titanic. Titanic. So, Carly, I have to be honest with you. Yes. When I was, so we're doing the discovery of the wreck. When I was thinking about this, I literally went in and I was like, I feel like this is going to be so boring and yeah. we're not actually going to be able to do this as an episode. Yeah. It is insane. I <gasps> like, it, it is so much weirder than I thought it would be. Come on, haunted ghosts. Uh, yeah. Like haunted it's, ghosts, it's by the way. Haunted ghosts. Unlike the unhaunted ghosts. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't realize like when I was doing research just how weird this kind of saga had well, been. Can I ask you a question? What yes. year was the wreck discovered in? Because I don't remember the Titanic not being found. It was 1985. Okay. Um, okay. So for us, it's kind of like, you know, it, it was like still recent history. Yeah. Um, Like when we were kids or whatever, but like it was done. And like something that but the James Cameron movie is definitely kind of what because Titanic yes. I feel like was massive for our age group and it's got to be that movie that kept it recent right yeah and reading through I didn't realize this but it makes sense now that like when the Titanic was discovered it was like Titanic pandemonium yeah that like, makes sense it was like Titanic Beatlemania. can you imagine like can you imagine You're losing if- my mind yeah right like it, that's so exciting and I didn't realize like until doing this research how much it had actually been like in the cultural zeitgeist, like this, like find the Titanic kind of thing. The first thing I want to talk about in in my little, in my little categories is like early expeditions. Okay. So immediately after, this was something that surprised me. There were a bunch of early expeditions immediately after the Titanic sank. Okay. The like the Guggenheims, the Astors, and this other, uh, the, the, Widen Widers or whatever. Come on, this inventors other, of the Hershey Kiss. Is it? Oh, is that who it is? No, I don't know. It's the, the Hershey's Kiss people, whatever. Yeah. The, the inventor of the snow cone. Yeah. Well, this other rich family who lost people to the Titanic, they commissioned a company to raise the Titanic yes. out of the open. Woo! And they abandoned it immediately. Fucking rich people. Which is like, I'm sorry, but that's literally, like, what were they going to do? Like, they, they were just like, we don't have the technology. And they were like, yeah, it's guess not. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's 20, up on it's it. 19, whatever. Like, we don't have. Yeah. That's what I, I, my favorite, you guys should read this book. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, It's, I don't know the name of it, but it's the Stephen King book about what basically a Stephen King self-insert main character goes back in time to stop the Kennedy assassination. Oh, oh, 11, 22, something, yeah, something. It's the date that Kennedy was assassinated. Yeah. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but okay. yes. And, um. There's a part of the book that makes me laugh so much where he has like, he goes back too far and has to live through the fifties. 
<laughs> and the whole, it's like boomer porn where it's just being like, oh, the first thing he does is have a milkshake and he's like, the milkshakes are so good. They don't the use these malt anymore. And he like, he like coaches the football team and it's just like being a man in the 50s is awesome. <laughs> like that's all it fucking is. But there's a part where he has a girlfriend and they're driving and he starts singing Honky Tonk Woman by the Rolling Stones, which isn't out yet. And she's like, where did you hear that song? And he was like, um, um, I heard it on the radio. Yeah. And she's on like, the FM. Yeah. She was like, they would never put lyrics like that on, on the radio. It's the fifties as if anybody would ever <laughs> say it's the time period they're in. Like, I wouldn't be like, they would never do that. It's 2023. Yeah. Like, it's like an awareness that doesn't exist, but it's like them being like, we need to raise the Titanic, but we can't because it's 1910s. It's 1910s and we don't have the technology. Also, sorry, Honky Tonk Woman, insane song. <laughs> I know. Way. He's like, she blew I'm my nose and then she blew my mind. She's a Like, that was the part, because it was like, she blew my nose and then she blew my mind, which was being like, yeah, she was like, my cock or yeah, whatever. That's the part, because I, I had never listened to that song until that book, and I was like, I've got to hear this song. <laughs> also, we talked about the Rolling Stones too much for a podcast like this. But did you see that they re-released that song that's like, no, you're 15, I don't need to see your ID. Like, because I was like, the Rolling yeah. Stones released a new single, and I listened to it, and I was like, this fucking song again? Oh, they released some. <laughs> don't I've... release the song with the lyrics, you're 15, no, no, I don't need to see your ID. Every time I go on Spotify, I, the Rolling she Stones have dropped a new single that is a 70-year-old song. Yeah, she doesn't have an ID. <laughs> She's 15. She's, She's got her middle school access pass for yeah, the gym. Exactly. Like, like give me what a break. are you talking about? I, I, I was, I like looked it up because I was like, why the fuck would you re-release this song? It's so <laughs> offensive. Like, it's just bad. Like, I'm not being like, no, oh, cancel the Rolling Stones. Like, if heroin isn't going to take Keith Richards, you yeah. can't cancel him. <laughs> but like, why did they re-release it? And it's like, yes, it's like because weird. the new album or something. It's so fucking stupid. I know. But I was like listening to it on the way home from the gym and I was like, this song is out. I know this song is out. I know in the year of our Lord, 2023, you're this, not releasing song it. I, oh my God. Yeah. I just did what I said nobody would ever do in the Stephen King book. I was like, you should, they would never, you can't release they a song like that. It's 2023. 2023? Fuck. Wow, okay. Carly, you, know you just what? proved yourself wrong. Steve, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Steve. I doubted you. You're right. Sorry, Stephen King. I'm looking it up and then. How the just, fuck did we get on that? Because <laughs> I was, because you were saying they didn't have enough money. Oh yeah. They didn't have enough money. They didn't have the technology. Um, So they just, they just abandoned it. After that, people just keep, um, you know, thinking about it. But they're not, like, searching for it. They're, so the thing is, like, they're not search. This is the thing that's kind of unclear. Because I think that they just kind of thought. Because they knew where the Titanic had sent its last message from. So I think that oh, they thought. Oh, that's cool. Um, that that would just be where the Titanic was. Well, but then it, no, then it babes. Wasn't. No, babes. And it wasn't because they traveled thing through called the water. The, there's a thing called the tides. Tides, the current. And also maybe- If you knew about the moon, they, if you knew about the moons, the moon cycles. The cycles of the moon? They should have gotten an astrology girl on they this. They should have gotten, if they got an astrology thing. girl on the crew, the Titanic would have been found in 1920 at most. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, literally, instead of a radio room, just have a bunch of women who look, you know, at, the look at the moon. Their cycles are all cycle. They're all together. They all have their period at the same time. And then the, the Titanic doesn't sink. Yeah, I've the started, solution I, is I'm women. like kind of in my, I'm not anti-vax, but I am in my like anti-vax era of like, 
being like my cycle, the moon, whatever, like just having <laughs> yeah, me the like, energy. Sorry, I can't come out tonight. I'm in my luteal phase. Yes. <laughs> and I know you said, I'm going to put you on blast that you have your period. Today, I do have my guys. period today. Don't click off. Don't click Don't off because she has guys. her period. It's fine. But there's this girl who I follow on YouTube and um, I, I was telling you about her before. Her name's Harmony Nice and I like her because <laughs> she's not on YouTube anymore, which to me signals real healing. Yes. I'm like, if you're like, if you're like telling me how to do mental health and spiritual stuff and you're like, I don't need to be on YouTube. I'm like, mm, that's, a, that's a healed girl. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody on YouTube, base level, and I'm saying this as myself, mm. anybody who is successful on YouTube is the most psychotic individual you will ever meet. But she has been saying that she was really into meditating when she's on her period because your intuition is heightened. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to go home and meditate. Go, yeah, because it's like, because your body, because you're like connected to your inner goddess. Oh, Okay. I just feel usually really connected to my lower back pain. Yeah, I'm really connected <laughs> to my anger. Yeah, I'm really connected to my toilet. Am yes, I right? Ew. That's so true. So anyway. Speak then, on that. <laughs> so then it seems that the world went through a phase, was very obsessed with different methods of trying to raise the Titanic. Girl, you don't know where it is yet. This is the thing. They don't know where it is, but they're not even thinking about that. They're like, when we get there, we got to get this thing a back giant off. ass magnet over top of the ocean. Just yes. I literally think that was proposed at one point. That's it was like awesome. a big magnet. So, okay, in the mid '60s, a hosiery worker from England. Named you mean like you mean like stockings? Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I, was, I was like, what? He made stockings and um, tights, like you know, yeah, like ho yeah. hosiery. Um, yeah, okay, just making um, sure that that's yes. we're on the same page. From from England, also, pervert. Yeah, no, Anybody who's doing gross. that literally gross. Women should make their own. If you're if you're not weaving your own tights and stockings. Yeah, disgusting. You, you gotta, it's like he, you, you've seen those ads, obviously, where they put like the scissors down the stockings. I don't be trust like, that. I would never buy <laughs> Sheertex. I'm sorry. No, sorry, Sheertex. If you want to sponsor us, yeah. No, you know Sheertex. I'm talking to you. Prove me wrong. Yeah, me trying to get seventy five dollar tights. <laughs> so anyway, the Sheertex of the 1960s was Douglas Woolley. Okay, Woolley. and he proposed, he devised a plan to find the Titanic using a deep sea submarine to raise the wreck by inflating nylon balloons. That oh would be it. So it's because he just wants to fucking get a, he wants to get a fucking sponsorship with raising the Titanic yeah, using his nylon balloons. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be like, he's like, like if it was in the balloons. modern day, they'd be like, better help cares a lot about mental health. <laughs> and that's why we <laughs> raised the, the Titanic. Titanic. To put a bunch of therapists on it and sink yeah, it again. Yeah, put a bunch of therapists that are unlicensed <laughs> on the Titanic. <laughs> or only licensed in like Virginia. Yeah, exactly. And come for Virginia, Blair. <laughs> Get him! Yeah, get him, Blair! Get West him! Virginia! Mount Mama! So we wanted to turn it into a floating museum. Okay. A floating museum? <laughs> what? You can't just say that sentence like that explains anything. Well, you know how there's like old boats and they just sort of like put them in the harbor? and Like a like, pirate ship that you can like have a child's birthday on. Uh, yeah, except like the Queen Mary. What's the Queen? You know, like the big boat. Yeah, but that's it. not... But that's a real boat. That's not yeah, a, a real boat. That's yeah. What it, it's not a museum though. It's like a cruise ship. Oh, okay. What? Because yeah, I saw it. In, I saw it in. Uh, I went to Quebec City. I went to Quebec City too. Pretty my first year anniversary. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I got sick the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know what you see on social media is not is real. not reality. It's not real. You, you probably saw some pretty cute pictures. People are puking way more than they're putting on the internet. Exactly. So floating museum. So be like. <laughs> 
So I mean, they're like they park the ship. You could go in and look in the ship, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Also, this guy for sounds sure like a maniac. Right. Yeah, he's a maniac. He's making women's tights. He's a pervert. This is also like 50 years after it had been on the like floor of the ocean. Like just it's not raise it up. doing good. Yeah, also nobody's like, setting her up. Nobody's gonna set foot on the thing that sunk. It's yeah. like if they put the 9-11 museum at the top of a new twin tower, <laughs> I'd be like, sounds good. I'm never going, going up there. there. So can you imagine how slippery it would be? You wouldn't be able to walk around. I, like, I think that's a it's a like Chris allergy. Rock joke. I think it's a Chris Rock joke where he's like a mat because they like he was like it was he was saying like they're gonna build a new like World Trade Center. Can you imagine working at the Sunglasses Hut at the Nude World Trade Center? You're an insane person. I think it's a Chris Rock joke. <laughs> it's a pretty funny joke. That's a really obviously good joke. he was really mean to Meghan Markle for no reason in his new uncensored <laughs> special. But that's a pretty good joke. That is really. Why good. are you re- like? Why are you making it a floating museum? No, I don't know. But they set up this thing called the Titanic Salvage Company. Uh, was Everybody's set up creating a company. By a Bitch, group, a group find of businessmen. the boat first before you find They weren't thinking about that currently. They, they had to go in with a plan. Have you ever seen a movie with the 60s? They always spend 10 years <laughs> on a plan and then it falls apart when someone's uh, like addicted to drinking whiskey and playing poker. Not addicted <laughs> to drinking whiskey. <laughs> Not a whiskey addict. No. <laughs> Me AF. <laughs> I've Me have whiskey and poker with the boys or death. Just kill no, me if I can't do night. that. Boys not. Boys not, darling. So, oh, to kill me right now. Right now. 60s. <laughs> I boys. was really <laughs> premature. And I was. Always, I always said to my mom, like, it's crazy that if I wasn't born in the I was born right on time, day, actually. You fucking would be. Yeah. You would be. I was yeah. only early for my birth and then decided to be 25 <laughs> minutes late for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's only fair. Um... But I said to my mom, like, it's a joke once being like, if I was premature, so like, and this is not like really a funny joke to say to your mom who almost lost you in the hospital as a child. But I was like, I wouldn't have survived in the modern, like if if it was, an, oh, yeah. if I was premature at a different age. And she was like, that's not true. Your great grandmother was born a month early and they just wrapped her in a wool blanket and gave her a rag soaked in whiskey and she lived. And she lived to be like 98. That's crazy. I, re- I don't know. No, that's a really dark thing to say. I was saying, I don't know if I want to die young or live long enough to be a survivor to see all my friends dead. Leave, no, leave it in the comments below if you're watching on what, YouTube. Would you rather die early or stay live alive enough to see everyone you love Be a die? survivor. Let us know. Let us know. Email us at truthpanic.com. <laughs> we haven't gotten enough emails yet, so please email us. Yeah, if you, especially if you're a sheer text rep. Yeah. Or if you're a representative for Rachel Ziegler. <laughs> Those are the two sponsorships we'll take. We're gonna, we, we're either gonna, we either want to be a part of the Rachel Ziegler PR turnaround. Yes. Or, or a sheer, sheer tech, tech sponsorship. We don't want to talk to anyone else unless it's you telling us if whether you die you'd rather young. die young or watch everyone you love die. And be a survivor. And Rachel Ziegler, if you want to tell us which one you'd prefer, we are, give us a Our inbox out. is open. We love you. We You're love you. You're so beautiful. Yeah, I know. Um, the Titanic Salvage Company. <laughs> so the, the this biz- was they wanted to raise they wanted to raise the Titanic to be using a nylon museum. balloons. That's so fucking to stupid. To be a floating museum. Okay, it was first. Back- okay, not to poke holes in this immediately. How are you getting the nylon balloons to the floor of the so ocean? This is the thing. So a <laughs> okay. bunch of businessmen from West Berlin they set up a like a thing like a account to support it financially. Then they the project totally collapsed. When they found out they couldn't figure out how the balloons would be inflated. Yeah. Fucking, and it, they that's calculated. The thing, it's like, you know, there's not one woman on this fucking team because immediately you're going, okay, I've got a question. Yeah. yeah. How, how are you going to inflate it? How are you going to inflate it? It says calculations showed that it could take <laughs> 10 years to generate enough gas to overcome the water pressure. 
So they just uh, like this guy just had a dream. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's like that's like Elizabeth Holmes fucking Theranos thing of being like saying an idea is the same thing as doing any science. <laughs> you can just say I have an idea, and the idea yeah. is a little robot that tells you if you have cancer. Yeah, and that's enough. By the way, yeah, that's exactly. Enough. You, you can don't just need say to that. Do you don't need to anything. do it. You don't need to do that. So anyway, back to the Titanic. So after. <laughs> Okay. I, I feel loopy. Like I feel loopy. I know. I feel kind of creepy. I feel loopy. tired, but like not in a fun way. Do you want some more Diet Coke? No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna be kind of crazy, and I want people to know if no, I'm acting it. kind of whack. It's that's why. Wow. It's, so I don't know you, why I'm so tired. Always loopy. Honestly, I'm this. I didn't sleep. Not last night, but the night before, I didn't sleep at all. And so, like today, it's catching up to me. This new medication is kicking my ass. It's like making me feel mentally really great, but it's so hard to sleep. Oh yeah. Because I'm ex- I have a I have a, a joy for life, um, which I'm not really used to. So, so it's funny. it's very easy to sleep if sleep is kind of like you're microdosing death. Yes, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a break from your life. <laughs> that's you get when, to go to the spirit realm. Yeah, kind of pretend that you've died. Yeah, and also when you're awake, you don't like have a lot of energy. So yeah. sleeping is all you can do. And then when you're not depressed, all of a sudden I'm like I have so much energy and I can't fall asleep because I'm like thinking things before bed. Besides like. And need to not be conscious anymore. <laughs> so I'm not sleeping at all. And yeah. like my partner's like, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm great. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's because I'm excited to be alive. I don't know if you get this too. Like whenever I don't sleep, I get this like weird high where I'm just like, if I just keep going and never stop. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can get a lot done. Or it's just like this Friday, I'm I'm helping a coworker and I'm covering like I'm working Friday night and then Saturday all day and then I'm doing beer beer. And I'm like, and my coworker messaged me being like, hey, because he's doing this other event in the main hall. And he was like, do you want the shorter shift in the main hall? And I was like, honestly, that's so nice of you to offer. But I'd rather have the longer shift just so I enter that like crazy, like Why not? adrenaline phase. You know what it? Because yeah, I'm going like to have to go yeah, I straight used- through from 5 p.m. Friday to like 11 p.m. Saturday. Yeah, I'm in, like, let's in just. In university, I had like a, I worked at the print shop, which I think I'd mentioned earlier. But it was like in the basement of the student union building, not a window in sight. And Insane. I would work in the long haul for like full time every every single day over winter break and oh, yeah. no one was even really there. So it'd be like basically just fulfilling, making those like buttons for student oh, council yes. elections. And I would just sit there with an audiobook, and no one would come in and I would start work at 8 a.m. in winter and leave work at 5 p.m. So oh, I never God. saw the sun for like two weeks. Oh, that's awful. And I felt crazy, mm-hmm. but it was you're also, but it was also meditative. Yes. Cause I'm also, I'm very good at being alone. And I feel like you're also mm-hmm. just very good at just being like, well, we're here. Yeah, we're done. Let's do it. I was down. listening to the audiobook of A Little Life at that time too. Oh so it was God. just like, it was just like <laughs> over the fucking like PA system being like, Jude cut himself again and watched as the like, like, or like graphic depictions of rape and stuff like that. It was just me yeah, alone, yeah. like mole personing. Yeah. Fuck that book. That book fucking sucks. Yeah, really? I just I put it on it. hold at the library. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you love no, it. No, but this is the where everyone's just like, you're going to hate this book. I'm like, well, you, you can't tell me that. Well, it's really, <laughs> it's very, very well written. Mm. It's just like woman writing gay men experiencing trauma porn. And it's also the way people yeah. think about it online where people are like, it's so sad. And it's like, yeah, if you were allowed to write nine rapes and copious depictions of sexual assault and having the worst things happen in every single book, every book would be sad. Yeah. Like you can make any book sad if you do that. Yeah, and it's not it's not like it's not it's sad. not a feat to do that. You know what you should read? What? Have you read Juno Loves Legs? No. I think you'd like it a lot. Okay, I'll put it on my it's story like graph. Ireland in the eighties, <gasps> like Catholic school, and Oof. then they like grow up together kind of thing. Oh. 
Anyway, back, okay, back, back to, the, to Titanic. the Titanic. So basically through the 20th century, there's a bunch of different proposals to um, like find the Titanic. Raising the Titanic was huge. Everyone wanted to raise Looking the Titanic. Why? Because I think they were just sort Leave of like. It. But also I guess at the time, like the yeah. idea of like an underwater camera didn't really exist. So it's like, <sighs> if we're going to see the ship again, we got to get it up into the air. Yeah. I also, obviously like we didn't, feel any type of way about disturbing grave sites in the 20th century. Like now we're yes. kind of, I think we're also a lot more comfortable to be like, we just need to like, let this go as opposed to like in the, like they were like, yeah. dig up the graveyard, yeah. dig it up. See what the skeletons are wearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get the old watches. The old I want to see. That's the thing. Like, I think this idea of like, you know, everything that was salvaged back in the day. Yeah. Like again, we were talking Did about Did you ever Egypt. hear about, no, I don't know if I could talk about this, yeah. but you know, there's a person who drew from Hamilton, um, Thomas Jefferson, but like David Davis, oh, Thomas Jefferson, and Miku Binder, Binder, Thomas Jefferson, Binder, and the Thomas person Jefferson. who drew Miku Binder, Thomas Jefferson, was a grave robber. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, they like um, admitted to robbing graves on their Tumblr. Honestly, that's such like a Tumblr kid thing to do. Like my friends, one hundred percent would have done that in high school. You know what I mean? So insane to do. Like, but like, there's something about like being like a weird kid in high school where like nothing's off limits. Well, yeah, my and you're reading these like, like Neil Gaiman books, and you're like, <laughs> you're, you're yeah. lost in the Sauce. I want to. I want to. I want to go to a graveyard. I know that's like, the fun. Is the best thing because I mean I know I talked about Stephen King earlier because I was thinking about him because I've been watching a lot of interviews with him and Neil Gaiman's like this too where it's like the most fucked up motherfuckers who write insane <laughs> shit are just like yeah I love hanging out with my wife <laughs> like they're they're regular and that's why whenever you meet somebody who's yeah. twisted you know that they're an awful writer mm-hmm. oh yeah like if you sure. need to be twisted like make it up do you know what I mean it's I like the, it's like the Sir Patrick yeah. Stewart thing of when people are like um people are like I love to method act and he's like. Why? They fucking make it up. Like, like act. That's why act. I love like Jennifer Lawrence behind the scenes. Like she's amazing in the way that she'll just be like, honk-a-donk-a-donk, I love pizza, which is her thing. Yeah. So, well, back her. in the day, Queen. people were like, love she was her. always like, I just want to be like, home and eat a pizza. And then she'll just drop in and be, be like, Katniss <gasps> Applebee's. And then she'll be like, okay, haha, time for lunch. And I'm like, but oh, that's you're a, good a actor. great actor. Because <laughs> you're literally acting. There's a really good, it's very um, nobody really watches it because it's like a random episode uh, season of American Crime Story, but they have an American Crime Story about the Andrew Cunanan murders, which is like uh, the guy who killed Gianni Versace. Oh, and Darren Chris is playing. It's the last role he played before he decided to stop playing gay roles. So before okay. he disappeared into the ether and we never saw him again. He should go back to playing yeah, gay he roles. He won an Emmy for it. Yeah, and ba- then it babe, like- Darren Chris. Rachel Zegler, could you please talk to Darren Chris? Rachel Zegler, talk to Darren Chris and tell him. We know you know each other. Can you please talk to him and tell him to play some more homos? Yeah. The, okay, I'm and not say homos. That Rachel Zegler, say one homophobic thing and you'll be welcome. Yes. Millie Bobby Brown yourself. Millie Bobby Brown yourself. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, you've seen the video of her crying because she's upset that people have that people say that she called them the F slur and hit them with her their car. She's my favorite celebrity. Did you see the did you see the interview she did recently where she was just like, I did call myself a feminist until a witch told me I was a feminist. Or no, a psychic. She went to a psychic and they told her she was a feminist and then she was a feminist. I love her so much. Like she's incredible. Absolutely. Like if you're gonna be famous at the age of 12, marry a Bon Jovi. Yeah. Be insane. Like go on talk that Ariel talks when she would just go on talk shows and fucking rap the mo- Nicki Minaj's monster <laughs> verse. She's like <laughs> And they have a rumor about you that you run over gay people with your car. <laughs> and then so that, there's that there's that laptop video of her singing Imagine. She's, oh, I love you it. You may say I'm, I'm a dreamer. dreamer. She throws dreamer because she can't <laughs> hit the note, which I love. I'm a dreamer. She throws it kind of. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we were talking about her. Millie Bobby Brown Titanic movie one. Yeah, seriously. Is no, that a I sentence love. at all? Oh, yeah. 
Millie Bobby Brown did not consider herself a feminist until her psychic told her she was. Thankfully, a commune with the spiritual realm brought her to the banks of girl bossery. And now she's making a movie about a girl in a dragon pit. (laughs) I love her. I've seen both of the Enola Holmes movies. If you want a good night, take an edible, get high off your ass and watch the Enola Holmes movies. Seen the first one. I honestly loved it. They like, they're great. They're like historical Sherlock Holmes shit with, with Millie Bobby Brown, who can act. Let's say it. She's she's fantastic. Um, But they like, don't really, they do the flea bag thing where she'll just like randomly talk to the camera. And it's, shocking like it's drawing it starts this whole scene happens and then the first scene of the movie it's like this big chasing and then she just goes my name's Anola, which backwards <laughs> means alone and you're like fuck because you're like if you're high you're like why is she talking yeah. to me why is she talking to me we like why i had to stop smoking weed and watching movies because i was like <laughs> you're like i'm, I'm dying right now really bobby brown is talking to me in the second movie it's all about like these strikes of like like the child uh work like worker strikes oh, in awesome. England. And I made fun of the movie the whole time. And then, and then at the very end, all these kids walk out of this, like they do, they go on a strike because they're walking out of the factory because it's unsafe working conditions. And I just got so quiet because I was like, humans are so brave. Yeah. <laughs> the human, cause it is like a 13, oh, like all yeah. of those worker strikes in the olden days, it's like a 13 year old girl. Yeah. No, crazy. And, uh, That's like, insane. It's so easy to get me to cry over corny stuff like that. Like I can't even make fun of it. Workers like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna weep. So like corny. I wept. I wept at the end of Daisy Jones and the Six, the you TV wept. show. I was weeping when Shine a Light by the Rolling Stones is playing, <laughs> and she's no. like, "Yeah, call up Daisy. You still owe me a song." And I was like, "Why am I crying? I hated this." <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, such, that's a really funny I was show. Weeping. To weep I also wept. Um, listening to the audiobook of Lessons in Chemistry, which oh I also God. hated. Like, it's so easy to get me to just like cry. It's just like the 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 human spirit. Yeah, old powers. Through. Human spirit really does get me. Old people make old people, me weep. Yeah. Like old people. Like Reese and I always talk about. There's this movie we watched, The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, and there's oh my this God. scene <laughs> in where she's taught. It's like Sandra Bullock, I think, talking to her dad, who's elderly, and she was like, "Were you loved enough, Dad?" Mm-hmm. And he goes. What's enough? Yeah. And we're like, ah! <laughs> That's agony, agony. Yeah, all right. I famously uh, weep at the tra- I weeped at the trailer for the Netflix docuseries Baby Animals. Oh, or yeah. Animal Babies, That'll because it's like me. a trailer and it's like it, it's about baby animals. <laughs> and there's a thing where it's like, being a baby is hard. And then it'd be like a baby monkey falling from a tree or like a baby penguin alone on an iceberg. And then it goes, but they don't have to do it alone. And then it's like the mother monkey pulling the baby up and all stuff. And I was like, fuck. I know. Because no, honestly, that shit honestly if you really think about me. it, being a baby, it's being so a human, hard. being a human is hard. You're shitting but yourself. You don't you're have, down. But you don't have to do, do it, it alone. alone. I can't. Isn't I'm that actually, really sweet? actually going to cry. So stuff like that where it's like the human, like, the sum is greater than the parts yes. is always a big thing. So like, that's why like, I was like truly weeping at the end of Enola Holmes too. Yeah. Because I was like, together we are stronger. Yeah. It's like, I, I like Hamilton too gets me. Yes. I weeped at the end of Fun Home. Like I went to oh. see Fun Home randomly when it was Fun the Home regional, the me. regional production of Fun Home. I didn't know how it ended. That's insane. I didn't know how it ended. So I went with my dad. Holy and shit. then afterwards, like truly like what, out of the theater, like openly, so, like not like, like weeping, like, uh. <laughs> And my dad like drove me home and was like, I don't, is your roommate home? 
Because I don't think you should be home alone. Because it's like this idea at yeah. the end, I'm going to spoil it. And you, but it's like not that big of a spoiler because they tell you that he like, the, the father dies yeah. in the very first like scene of the whole show. It's yeah, kind of the point. But at the very end, it's like he's about to kill himself and he feels isolated because he's in the closet and she's in the closet and they're driving. And it's like telephone wire, whatever. But it's like the idea of two people not being able to connect. Oh, I But can't. they're next to each other and they're going through the same thing. It's again, it's like the sum is greater than yeah. the parts of like being like, if you can just talk. Yes. You can find solace and support in one another. Yeah. Oh my God. You know what? Also, very similar themes as Fun Home is After Sun. Have you seen that? No, I because I you, know I'm gonna oh I'm gonna weep. But also God. like I know he's like, I know we shouldn't be like objectifying men or whatever. <laughs> fucking jerk. Who fucking <laughs> just be jerking them off. He is so fine. He is the most handsome man on planet Earth. Okay, here's the thing about Paul Mascal, because when I saw him, I was like who is this guy? Why is he so popular? Why is he like here or whatever? Like blah, 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 blah. And then I watched After Sun Carly and I was like, this is the best actor working currently. He's, well, that's the thing. He is like, fantastic. he is so handsome and he's phenomenal. That's the he's thing. Phenomenal. And, and the thing is like looking at him, it's like, this guy is like, uh, uh, like not, I wouldn't say he's like movie star handsome, but he's like a handsome that I'm like, if you were my friend, I'd be like, you're a very handsome man. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's yeah, not like he's, he's a, like he's a regular like a Brad handsome. Pitt. Well, because you know? he looks like, normal, which is why he's so handsome. Yes, exactly. Where it's just like, oh, you're you're a guy who, like, could easily be, like, in my acting class. Or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's so fine. But he's so talented. I think that is his draw. And after, he's phenomenal in after. Okay, I'll watch and it. And it is like so sad because it's like very similar themes of like, what if you could just communicate with someone but like, yeah. you Does know, for whatever time again? and stuff, it's very ambiguous, very ambiguous. It's it's pretty. <laughs> well, that's the thing where I'm like, I don't know if I can watch that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing shown and sort of like draw your own conclusion. Well, yeah, kind of I thing. figured. And then he was also amazing. It's not like the people. fucking Karoski scene in Glee where he hangs himself. What song are they singing when Karoski kills himself? Siri. Who is that guy? <laughs> oh, they're singing cough syrup. <laughs> cough. Oh no. That's awesome. That's awesome. No notes on that. And I think it's sectionals or something. And it's the warbler singing <laughs> cough syrup. Oh, I've heard the and cough syrup cover. I don't think I got to that episode though. No. And thank your fucking lucky stars. So through the seventies, they're trying to raise the Titanic, jump to Titanic, ti Titanic, the Titanic. So in the seventies, um, there's a bunch of proposers. Uh, some of them were, they wanted to fill the Titanic with, uh, with Vaseline. Why? Slugging. They wanted to slug. Yeah, they wanted to slug <laughs> yeah. her. Molten wax or ping pong balls. But bitch, um, what, how is any of this going to raise it? Because the wax, I, I don't know. I, I have no answers for you. Because the thing is like, that's you have to I think get it's it, really funny. Because if you're trying to raise it with anything that's like air or gas, yeah, it's you have get to crushed. get it down. You can't get it down. It's like, also, can you imagine the ping pong balls? Like, what would that, would you imagine that looking like? One time in high school, no, and this was in middle school, there was a kid, you know the kids who had the rolly backpacks? Oh, yes. God love them. Mm -hmm. There was a kid who would always kind of do Good like for the, your back. he did like the Naruto run all the time and he had a rolly backpack. Oh, awesome. And one time he took it like a sharp kind of turn on a stairwell and his bag ripped open. And when I tell you, 25 ping pong balls came rolling out, went down the stairs. Where is he going? Of, I don't know. I think about it once a day. I don't know Good why he would but do that. But you know that. what? If he were at the bottom of the Atlantic, he'd float right up. Exactly. So, so that's probably why. That's probably why. Like, you know what? Like life in your, even in your darkest moments shows you joy. 
Even, so yes. Okay. So what I don't understand about this is it's okay. like you don't even know where it is. But so I don't is, know I don't why they, you're thinking about. I think this. they just assumed that it would be the Titanic would be where the last message came out. Okay. Well, and so they were just like, no. whatever. We need a plan. They needed a plan, Carly. What can I say? They needed a plan. And I hate they, this. I'm and so, so mad at them. I'm so mad at them for not thinking effectively. So this guy, Arthur Hickey, proposed mm. to encase the Titanic inside an iceberg, freezing the water around the wreck. Bitch, how? <laughs> and the calculator would require half a million tons of liquid yeah, nitrogen. Yeah, you can just pitch whatever. I think we should yeah. fill the Titanic with male seahorses. <laughs> and then when they give birth, the force <laughs> of the babies will pull it up. Like, you can't just say shit. I also think that they didn't know how deep down it was. They didn't understand well, how deep the ocean was. obviously, they don't know the how the, the base was. level, how any, uh, the base <laughs> is don't know how ping pong balls were. I don't know anything. The last physics class I took was in grade nine, and yeah. I know this doesn't work. <laughs> so they were stupid. But also in the I'm 70s. I'm so mad, Blair. Uh, uh, Blair, I'm <laughs> so mad. Also in the 70s, Crosby, Stills, and Nash released. That's your soldiers are on our own. What song is this? Is Young, isn't it? When is I that Crosby? Is that Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Is this like, what's that? Is that that song? No, this is this, this is a Neil Young song. Ohio, it's Ohio. Yeah, right? yeah. Is that just Neil Young, or is that Crosby, Stills, Nash? They wrote Young? a different song about. They wrote a song about, like everybody was writing songs about the phone. Oh yeah, for sure. About what the is, Ohio State. What, what what's the one? Uh, one morning. I woke up and I knew you were really gone. A new day. Do you remember when Carry Urban on. Outfitters released um a, like a ripped up bloodied Ohio State? <laughs> yes, the Kent State hoodie I burned into my brain. Yeah. The way that would be a sleigh if Timothy Chalamet wore it. Would it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing Wonka. So picture this, the 70s. Well, everyone is saying some crazy shit. Our king, Robert Ballard, is interested in the Titanic. How old is he? Uh, young and hot. Okay, sexy. Yeah, he's probably in his 30s. I one time made somebody really mad when I told them I didn't think Jack Cousteau was hot. <laughs> I feel like that's related to this. I was like, I respect him. I just don't, like, I told him that I didn't think the concept of an undersea explorer is like an inherently sexy job. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know it's one it's of those not things, like but, drummer or something yeah. that's like kind. You know what I mean? You're kind of like okay. It's one of those things where I'm just like I get what you think it's sexy, but it's like it's there's He's nothing never sexy home. about being waterlogged. No, exactly. Yeah, like can you imagine your 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 hot man that you've chosen to be with is constantly just like damp and wrinkly. Yeah, That's not and hot. he's cold. And he's, he's cold. Seen he's shivering. Yeah, he's seen Shay's puked his shit yeah. in a bucket. It is kind of crazy how long. <laughs> What? I just kind of registered what you said <laughs> about shitting in a bucket. Um, it is crazy how long the Titanic wasn't found for before they found it. Like, it's crazy that they yeah. ever found it. If it, you know what I mean? Like comparatively to how long it was underwater. Okay. So this is where we get into the, the like real meat. Of uh, okay. The thing. Okay. Pitch, pitch because I think that like, they're kind of just waiting for technology to develop. Right. So um, Robert Ballard, our Seems king, like they've got enough with that fucking Vaseline yeah, idea. Yeah, exactly. The Vaseline is, uh, honestly, Vaseline is, I fucking love Vaseline Expl so much. Oh my God. I That's my dream. I, I use Vaseline. Vaseline. Like I use Vaseline like nobody, it does everything. It's anything oh, it you does. could ever need it to do. I literally throw out all my moisturizer and I just have Nivea cream and Vaseline. If Vaseline, so it's like cracked lips, cracked cuticles. It's everything. Because it just I do think if you live in 
Canada, Canada you need, you need Vaseline. Vaseline. My mom used to like coat my hands in Vaseline when I go to school and put mittens over them, which is crazy. But I'm like, yeah, she had a point. <laughs> <laughs> she, was she wrong? Yeah. Could not use my hands, but they did not get dry. So basically, Robert Ballard, he is already like an established ocean explorer at this point. He's in the Navy. He's an officer, whatever. He wants to. Um, whatever. <laughs> He wants to go down to the Titanic and he has these backers, but then he um, found out that these guys basically wanted to salvage the Titanic, again, running theme, and make pieces of the Titanic into like souvenirs and sell them. That's so really he was like, evil. I'm not going to do that. That's like when people cut out Banksy's from the wall and encase yeah. them in like they it's like that's own that point. So then he got these new backers. They joined with Ballard. They formed a company called Seasonics International Limited. God, again with these fucking companies. Find the wreck. <laughs> but this is the thing. They're trying to start a company. And they're, you know, rediscovering and exploring the Titanic. And in October 1977, he made the first attempt to find the ship um, with, like, sonar equipment and cameras. At least this is so anything. This is anything at he's all. He's making, this, is it like, like, why don't we, why don't we get to a bunch of coconuts? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is at least anything real. So he's really looking, and the sonar equipment is attached to, like, a drill ship, and they have this sort of, like, pole that yeah, is okay. holding all the equipment, and then the pole breaks, and it's no! basically over. Yeah. <laughs> so the they, yeah, they plunge, um... $600,000 into the ocean, <laughs> which is now equal to $2,897,529 in 2022. So That's they really send it down to the sea. It's not good. So he's sad. And Robert Ballard, we leave him on a ship just having lost a ton of money, not found the Titanic. It's too bad. 1978, the Walt Disney Company and National Geographic. No, they, evil. They tried. The fucking they, mouse. They considered it. But then they didn't do it because they were like, it's going to be too expensive. So oh thank God. Can you imagine if Disney found the Titanic? Oh oh we found the Titanic. Yeah. Do oh they have like a, let's, they do it as like a little mermaid. Fill, what do we fill the, the, the Titanic with ping pong balls? I hate that little mouse. I know. If I had one, if I could shoot one cartoon character point blank. Okay. It goes, it's, it goes <laughs> it's Mickey, Mickey Mouse, E.T. Oh, E.T. <laughs> yes. Oh man. E.T. should be shot. Well, he's kind of a cartoon character. <laughs> he's not real. He's not real, Rob. Do you know what fucking E.T. is? God. 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 Exhausting explaining these things to you, Rob. It's a fake alien. <laughs> <laughs> so I then, think he knows. Uh, British billionaire James Goldsmith, blah, 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 blah. He's uh, He sets up Seawise and Titanic Salvage, whatever. Uh, he's looking at, you know, going underwater, diving, photographic, blah, blah, blah. And he wanted to use, he wanted to find the Titanic and use the publicity to promote his like weird conservative magazine. Um, and then uh, he is scheduled that it good for 1980. PR for your no, weird this guy's conservative insane. magazine? This is what you do when you have too much money is you make insane decisions. Yeah, you buy Twitter and destroy it. And, yeah. then, and you shoot Pete Davidson into space. <laughs> And the magazine, weirdly enough, was called Now. Not the same Now magazine, but it was called Now. We have a, magazine. Folded, we have a Now magazine in Toronto. It folded a year later after 84 issues, and he lost a ton of money. So then this guy named Fred, he's from Florida. He sells he his electronic be. shop. He fucking would be. He finances the completions of a two-man deep-sea submersible. He <laughs> plans to go down a to what? the Titanic and Sorry, retru- a, what? a submersible, like a sub. Like the Titan submersible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming back. Okay. It's time all coming back. back. It's all coming back. So he wants to go to the Titanic and get all the diamonds that are on the Titanic. 
Then he doesn't get enough money. Does nobody want to just find it for any normal fucking reason? Only it's like, Robert Ballard. Arcane. Yeah, because everyone else is like my conservative magazine. Oh, all the diamonds. Oh yeah, we haven't even like nobody's. Every into single it. person besides Robert Ballard is acting like they're like an evil guy with like a twisty mustache and a monocle. Like be normal. Okay, now we're entering the real discovery of the wreck. Okay. So we've the got kind of, we've baby. got a little, a little pre pre story to it. So this is technically so um, a, like an early expedition, but I'm going to include it because I do think it ties in, which is in the early eighties, this guy named Jack Grimm. He's a Texas oil tycoon. That's an awesome name. He leads three Jack expeditions. Grimm? Jack Grimm. I know a lot of people associated with the Titanic have very like I character names. I would love names. the name, my last name. My name's Carly Grimm. Grimm. Carly Grimm. It's so close to Thorn, babe. Is it? <laughs> Grim thorn. It's like it's Sam. a sound. Yeah, it's a sound. It's like grim tales, you know, like a thorn, a thorn on a on a branch, a thorn on a rose. Every rose has its thorn. I feel like I'm having a stroke listening yeah. to you talk. I know I'm not. I'm just kind of saying words. Yeah, you're doing like a you're doing free verse poetry. <laughs> grim rose, grim rose tales thorn, of the grim thorn, thorn on a rose. rose. Every rose has a thorn. Every grim has a tail. That was, oh, that was kind of, of fire. That was, that was crazy. Actually, kind of good. Copyright. Copyright. That's Copyright. our idea. That's Copyright. our idea. Our idea. We're I'm, I'm, I'm Blair's manager. <laughs> yes. We're going to do slam poetry as our next, uh, it's next always podcast. Like, you, know, you always hear those rock bands from like the 70s that are like, yeah, our band manager was just the guy we knew in high school who was our first <laughs> band manager. And you're like, that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, no, truly. Um, uh, my mom was telling me the story where she was getting propositioned to be like a touring publicist with these comedians in the 80s. And I was like, wow, like, and she turned it down for like some, they did something to like offend her. I think they were also talking to another woman about doing this. So she was like, I'm not doing that. Um, and I'm like, that, you just dodged your life yeah. ending in two years You're from welcome. that day. Yeah, don't go in like the olden days going on a tour, not to offend your mom, sorry. No. <laughs> it's called the olden days. But, the going, olden on, but going on a tour days. with comedians, it's like taking your life into your own fucking hands. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even like as a comedian. and I'm like, you're either going like, to die from an overdose or something bad is going that's to like, happen. That's like never look up life ex life expectancies of film crews. Really? Yeah, it's like in the 60s. It's insane. It's nuts. Wow. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's just like a hard job. Yeah. And there's accidents and stuff. Like, wow. Yeah. And I guess like not a ton of people do it. And a lot of them do drugs and everyone smokes cigarettes. Yeah. That, well, that's the main that's thing. That's the crazy thing about being on a film set is that all of a sudden everyone's a pack a day smoker. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, and then they'll be like, I only smoke when I'm on set. And it's like, you're on set every day. Yeah, I'm just like, you're, you're a grip. Yeah. Like, what do you, I only, what smoke, you I only smoke constantly when I'm at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me when I'm at the bar. But, um, Anyway, so Jack Grimm, he leads three expeditions to try and find the Titanic. He was like a big discovery expedition guy. He'd go on, he went Did on he expeditions. Did he have like evil motivations? I think like- He just wanted to find it. I, I think it was like not like super evil, but it was more just like he saw himself as a real like explorer type. Like he could be like, he wanted his name to be attached to it. You know, it's like, like us. Because his- <laughs> It's yes, like us with the Titanic. Literally us. We're kind of Jack Grimming now. Yeah. But like he would go on things like he tried to find the Loch Ness Monster. Oh. He tried to find that's, Bigfoot. That should be season two. He he tried to find Noah's Ark. And he also tried to find the hole in the top sorry, of the sorry, Arctic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In the North no Pole. Sorry, is Noah's Ark real um well i don't know not to offend christians <laughs> like i'm genuinely wondering because i truly that I was like know. when they were like we found jesus's bones i was like 
Jesus was a real guy? <laughs> I know. And like, there's like some things with Because it's not to invalidate. Like it's not, no, it's like not to invalidate yeah. a religion. It's like, you know, a lot of religious tales are just fabricated to represent yes. the teachings. You know what I, I mean? I think that Noah's Ark was. There was no scientific evidence that the Ark existed or that there was ever a global flood. Okay. I think that probably but what it was. But what about was the fact, like, what about if there was two animals, one girl animal and one boy of every <laughs> animal? Is there any scientific proof of that? So this guy, it's kind of funny because Jack Grimm, for all his hoity-toity adventures, he actually got pretty close um, and he ended up actually mapping out a lot of like where the Titanic was. Okay, so somebody's fucking actually doing the work. Yeah, so he's he's actually kind of doing the work even though it's like misguided. Yeah, like, he's, he's doing it insane, but he is... There's a guy like that yes. now who I read an article about him, but I don't remember his name. But there's a guy now who like has basically really destroyed a lot of his like astrophysics career because he's a tenured professor at like Harvard. Yeah. Because he's now just like gotten all these billionaires to invest in his like findings to prove <laughs> that aliens are real. Oh, yes. Yes. And he's okay. like he's like gone off the deep end where it's like whatever. He, so there was this thing a while ago that was like a long it was a meteor that was really long and thin. And everyone was like, what is this? And he was like, it's aliens, it's aliens. I proved it's aliens. And then like two years ago, these two like PhD students were like, no, it's not aliens. Like, it's just like, it could happen. Like the yeah. pressure of space can happen. Mm -hmm. But like since kind of being proven wrong, he's like gone off the deep end in terms of like any kind of scientific validity where he'll yeah. just like publish his findings regardless of having it be peer reviewed about oh, aliens. Yeah. And he, he's giving me Jack Grimm vibes of like yes. the money can cloud any kind of pure intention to for, for scientific or for yeah. like exploration findings. For sure, for you just, sure. Sometimes you're just like, I want, you get lost in the sauce of, of the attention and the money and all these yeah. billionaires and all this stuff. For sure. I think that's like absolutely kind of what's happening. Yeah. But it kind of worked in Robert Ballard's favor in the way that like he kind of mapped this out. And he also commissioned a documentary to be made about his expedition Love. narrated by Orson Welles. Absolute. Which is insane. Absolutely. Why not? So this guy, blah, blah, blah. He causes more trouble later, but on to the next. <laughs> okay, so, so Grimm comes back. Mr. Grimm. No, he's gone. The, it's like, oh my God. He, not like, to bring up Harry Potter, but you know, when Emma Thompson's character, Professor Trelawney, he's like, Grimm. it's the Grimm. The Grimm. What a bad teacher. <laughs> she really was. Like, imagine if your teacher was like, you're going to die. Yeah. I'd be like, you can't say that to me. You, you're I'm like calling. terrified to go to class because you're going to get a prophecy about yeah, your Yeah, I'm like, I don't want my teacher to tell me I'm going to drown. <laughs> like, I don't want to go. Yeah, like, no, I'm going to talk to the PTA. It's like the time in history class in the seventh grade. My oh teacher, my God. did I ever tell you about this? No, but is it the Holocaust? Because every teacher no. teaches the Holocaust, at least where I went to school in America, and they go whack. It's the day of oh, the yeah. year where they make every single kid with blue eyes get like all the benefit. Like, they get 100% oh. on the quiz. It's like every kid with blue eyes or sometimes I had a different teacher do it with popsicle sticks. You pull a popsicle stick. Oh. And it's like, if you're like not Jewish, they're like, you get a donut. And also you don't have to take the test. You have to take the test and clean the blackboard. And then they're like, so this is what the Holocaust <laughs> is. Wow. I also had a teacher that um, made us do trench warfare. Oh, that's she had awesome us, She had us make our desks into trenches and then we would throw paper balls at each other. And she was like, so the trenches were tough. <laughs> Did you get trench your foot. feet in yeah. water? So you get trench foot? <laughs> I know. She missed a month of school um, because she witnessed a motorcycle accident. Oh my God. And had to be on the jury. Or like, not on the jury, like a witness. Oh, like a witness. Okay. Um, and awful. it was the most calm my seventh grade has ever been. And thank <laughs> fucking God. Because every single day it was like, I remember literally one of my friends, she was like, she turned 13 and she was like, oh, it's your birthday? You turned 13? Congratulations. 
if you were in the Great Depression, you'd be riding the rails by now. Like she was fucking insane. That's insane. Mrs. Donovan. We love a real one. Mrs. Donovan. I remember, but like to her credit. Yeah. I remember all this stuff. Oh, truly. (laughs) I just remember the the story I was going to tell was like in the seventh grade, my history teacher just like decided to like give us one of those like inspiring, like get out of the hood speeches out of nowhere. And he was like, look (laughs) around. the chair around. If you grow up in this neighborhood, you either join a gang or get an education and get out of here. And we're all just sort of like, what the fuck is this? Oh like, God, why? Why are you doing like, we're, this? We're 12. Yeah, I don't, so. yeah, like I'm thinking about like recess, babe. Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> Fall Out Boy. I don't know. So in 1982, Robert Ballard, back to our king finally. Okay, so he- Grim is in the past until he comes back later. Exactly. If you we were doing a, if you were doing a discovery of the Titanic movie, who would you cast as Grim? Just so we can kind of picture it. Ooh, like Jude Law. That's really good. Or like I, and Matthew I want, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and I want like a mustache. Yes, I need a mustache. I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio could do a good one. Like any of those like men in the South actors, you yes. know what I, Oh, Christoph Waltz. A little kind of smarmy. Yeah, like a little slimy guy. I'd love to see Alexander Skarsgård kind of tackle a Southern accent yes, for the role. I would love that. You know, it's a, it's a pretty regular progression. You play Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. Then you, you play, play su- Succession. Is he in succession? Is he in succession? He is. Okay, our producer Rob is is, uh, nodding. And And then then you play Grim. Yeah, you play Grim. The Grim! Oh, he ain't from Texas. And we're going, we's going down to the Titanic. Honestly, he would be though. Yeah, Nothing has made more sense than this person being from Texas. He is. Texas oil tycoon. Jack Grim. Awesome. So back to Robert Ballard, our king. I don't know where he's from. America. Who cares? So (laughs) he's already performed a number of like, top secret missions for the Cold War. So he's like, in, he's in the Navy. Why was he in the Cold? What are you going to do in the Cold War? You know, sneak around. It's all secret, Carly. I don't know. Well, I learned one thing from reading that John le Carré book, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, and that it's actually in aiming to protect our Western values during the Cold War. Sometimes we actually had to sacrifice Yawn. our Western values. <laughs> Yawn? <laughs> I also, again, another thing we were talking about. America. Speaking about how shit the education system is in America, (laughs) I never really learned about the Cold War. And then when when I went to Berlin this year, I was like, fuck, (laughs) this wall is big. Yeah. No, the Cold War was a problem for sure. Yeah. So he's. And honestly, I will, I'll stand by that, that the the Cold War was a problem for sure. And you can actually quote us on that. If you agree that the, (laughs) if you agree that the Cold War was Was a problem, problem for sure. Email us a truth. <laughs> Rachel Ziegler. Here's the thing that's crazy about Rachel Ziegler is that like, is that people like, honestly, like they're hating on her for the wrong reasons because we don't even know where she stands on the Cold War. Yeah, exactly. If she thought that the like, Cold War was actually probably like a good thing, it's probably that. Oh no. <laughs> Rachel Ziegler, now's your time to state your stance on the Cold War. Come on the podcast. Come on the and, podcast and, and, and state your stance on the Cold your War. On the You're Cold a coward. War. We love you so much. We love you so much, but you're kind of being a coward right now. Because <laughs> here's, here's the thing. So many celebrities, they only talk about causes when it's convenient for them. Exactly. But no as one soon talks about the Cold as the Cold anymore. War comes out, fucking radio silence. It's like, what is this? The Cold War is more like the warm war because in the way that it's so warm now, 
folds. My God, you have tears in your eyes. I know. I can't stop crying because life is hard. It's actually really hard to be here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of. I don't know. My mouth has gotten used to moving, and things just come out. I can't stop it anymore. Doesn't what you're not making any sense. Whatever. It's because I'm trying to focus on Robert Ballard, and you keep bringing up the Cold War. I don't. I, I brought, I brought up. Actually, brought so, up. I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> I don't need truth. <laughs> yes, I do. I need truth. Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. Six episodes without us fighting is just a pretty. It's pretty good. I'm surprised it took you this long. No, watching the clips back because we like sit for so long. There'll be times where we just look aside and go. <laughs> it's like, are we fighting? <laughs> And we're not. It's just neither of us can keep up, like, the mask of, like, engagement. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Addison right now. <laughs> and then we disassociate and look at the wall. I know. I was thinking of, like, of going out and, like, watching a movie later tonight. And then I was like, I can't. I've got to go home and draw a bath and be catatonic. <laughs> Your Halloween costume! <laughs> Catatonic. Yeah, I lost that. I was giving Oprah right there. You yeah. get Robert Ballard! You, you get, get a Robert Ballard! Ballard. You, you get, get a Robert, Robert Ballard! Where is she? I, when, in, when we needed her most, she disappeared. <laughs> I don't know. She's with Gail. Yeah. They're lesbians. You see when she tried to out Nathan Lane? <laughs> There's a video where she tries to out Nathan Lane when That's she's awesome. with um, Robin Williams, is also there. Oh and Robin Williams takes over. He's such. King, I love him. I love Robin. If I could go back in time, I would save him. Like, I'm not stopping the Kennedy assassination. I'm saving, saving Robin, Robin Williams' Lee. life. I love him so much. Yeah. And he didn't even raise me. Like, I didn't grow up on Robin Williams' movies. I only found, like, later in life, besides Aladdin, I never really saw any I movies. was raised on Flubber. I, like, watched literally two years ago uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, incredible. The movie is so good. And weirdly, like, it does exist, obviously, in a very, very transphobic reality where the fact, it's not the fact that he's infiltrating his children's lives that makes him lose custody. It's the fact no. that they think he's trans that makes him lose custody, <laughs> which is really dark. But surprisingly, yeah. like, a surprising kind of, it's not as offensive as you'd think. He's amazing. But yeah. on this, literally, Oprah's like, obviously, everyone knows Nathan Lane is gay. And I think she's trying to, like, lead him into admitting yeah. that he's gay. And then Robin Williams is like, I'm gay. Like as a joke, kind of. <laughs> and he does like a character being like, I'm gay. Or when it's yeah. like completely like, just like make it a joke and do. Yeah. And it was, and it, I saw it recently because somebody posted it being like, how skillful is this? Like making it Truly. all about, like that's allyship. Yeah, it really is. Well, I was like, also crazy too. Like, I feel like talk shows still do that where they just try and like get people to out themselves. It's like, you're being kind of weird. Yeah, you're being you know very I mean? weird right now. I was at a One Direction concert when I found out Robin Williams died. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But it was you also not got good. to see One Direction. I've seen One Direction in concert because I had a friend who always got tickets. I think I've literally seen One Direction in concert seven times. That's insane. It's cr it's too much. Yeah, that's that's too many like, times. I don't know how many times I saw them. And I only got tickets once from my mom. Like how many times did they even come to Toronto? I saw I've seen them three times in Toronto and I saw them a bunch of times in Maryland. Right. Oh, because you were in Maryland. Yeah. I I always see it like I know that, There's but then when real, you talk I know. to me, there's a real benefit because I speak. I don't sound American. I sound pretty Canadian. I think I don't know because especially being in Toronto, I'm like I can't 
hear yes. the difference when like also, the only the, you know because with like because of like the internet the internet and tv internet. everyone the canadian accent doesn't exist anymore there's I know, not a lot of regional accents well like when i was in kingston when i was at queens there were people where i was like oh like they're like you ooh, have ooh, like ooh, a canadian like, and when you speak to a lot of people who are like 50 and older like sound canadian like they, yes. they have a very they have very round well, my O's. aunts and uncles ooh. Yeah. yeah, they're like, ooh. I'm like, ooh, you know. Sorry, let's go out. Oh, you know, you know, you gotta go ooh, you know. get some, yeah. get some beers. Now everyone's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's like this most, it's the harshest. Okay, 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 Rob, okay. <laughs> okay, we're getting back I'm on track. I'm not gonna fight with Blair anymore. I'm gonna fight with Rob. Yeah. <laughs> where's Finch? Yeah, where's the Fuck dog? you, Finch. <laughs> anyway, we're on a good track. So I'm just gonna blast through the Ballard stuff because it is kind of interesting. Okay, I'll, and I'll be and, quiet. No, you can chime in if you want, but- no, you know, I'll be quiet. It's it's kind of like one chunk of just what happened. So don't be mad at me. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. We can't be in a fight. We see each other too often. <laughs> can't be fighting. We have to go to comedy bar tomorrow. No, we don't. I won't be there. Maybe you are. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you do? What's comedy bar tomorrow? And there's nothing. I don't know. I made that up <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> I'll be at comedy bar on Sunday. Um, to see a show, not to be in it, because everyone hates me. Okay. Anyway, Robert Ballard, 1982. He's <laughs> developing his own deep sea diving. <laughs> he's developing an underwater vehicle. It's called Argo slash Jason. This is so rude. Carly's <laughs> curling up in a ball away from me <laughs> while I speak. It is obscene. I know. I realize it's watching, <laughs> listening to the episodes that we've released. I'm like, I've got to stop doing visual gags. <laughs> like no one knows. Like there's, there's so many times where if you're listening to the audio, I'm like, she goes like this. And then it's silence because I'm doing something. You can't help it. No, I think you should keep it up because you know what? And listeners, if we say, and then she goes like this, it's your job to use your imagine. It's an imagination exercise. Yes, for you to use your imagination and and imagine. That's things. how I feel with stand up so much. If somebody's not laughing, I'm like, are you imagining what I'm saying? Because it's not <laughs> yeah. going to work if you don't imagine. Yeah, exactly. If you can't picture this, it's, it's actually you have to you imagine have to with it me. And That's it. your part of the job. You yeah. paid fifteen What's bucks. What's wrong with you to come and imagine what I'm saying? Exactly. So this guy, <sighs> oh god. <laughs> Um, Robert Ballard goes to the Navy and he asks them for money um, to go and find the Titanic and to fund his new equipment. The Navy says yes, but they also want the condition is that they want Ballard to use the fund to also find two missing U.S. nuclear submarines, the Thresher and the Scorpion. Why is that missing? Uh, this is the Bitch, thing. This why is are the we thing. Why? Don't You're we, mi they're missing two nuclear why submarines. Why those? And they sunk in the 60s. No, no. So they've been in the ocean for 20 years. And then the Navy says to Ballard, they're like, okay, you need to, we'll fund this. You need to find the submarines, but you need to keep it top secret well, because no one can know we lost the nuclear submarines. Okay, well, also obviously not that top secret if we're talking about but it. But uh, they only released it like kind of recently. That's really interesting. Like it's, it's kind of insane. Like it really was a secret because Ballard goes back to the Navy and he's like, well, just tell everyone that I'm looking for the Titanic and oh. don't tell them about the submarines. So this whole thing's kind of like a cover. Yeah. And oh. so he has like a certain amount of time. He but the finds, thing about Robert Ballard is like when they yeah. were, like when people were saying like they lost the submarines, like you like, oh my God, like the Navy lost the submarines. He was like, I don't really believe in gossip. Yeah, exactly. Cause like, cause yeah. you know, small people discuss people and big, big people, people discuss, discuss ideas. ideas. 
and like I'm finding the Titanic, raising the Titanic. Yeah. I don't like to gossip. What a violent thing to say to somebody who's gossiping because gossiping can be quite vulnerable. Oh my like, God. Like if you say like, I I'm can't, like, I trusted you with this information. No, exactly. Like if somebody's like, I can't believe she did that. And somebody's like, oh, well actually I just, I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. Then you're like, oh my okay. God, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Someone's not an ally. Yeah, okay. Someone's not invited to my birthday Gossip party. lives matter also. <laughs> I've talked about this before online, but like the idea of gossip is so, as bad is so funny. Cause it's like a heavily feminine coded Yeah, thing. exactly. And it's like the reason they were like, it was bad is because like in the olden medieval days when women couldn't have jobs besides sitting in weaving circles, they would say <laughs> what's happening in the town. Yeah. They'd be like, here's, hey, just so you know, here's the information about this. Yeah. We're gossiping. Uh, and then the men were like, oh, they have knowledge that we don't have. Mm -hmm. That's bad. That. That's, That's bad. for witches. Witches. Witches gossip. Witches gossip. Witches. They shoot them at each other with guns. Witches famously got shot. Witches get stitches. Oh my God, that's gotta be a t-shirt, right? Witches got, get stitches. Witches get that's stitches. Our, that's gotta be a thing already, right? I don't know. Whenever I'll I think of something good. It's already a thing. I it was know. a thing on Tumblr in 2010. I know. It's fucking Halsey has a tattoo of it on her chest bone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like Maddie that. Healy did it stick and poke. Yes, on like inside of the ankle. Exactly. Witches get stitches. So- Robert Ballard finds the submarines and then he only has 12 days of funding to find the Titanic. It's good and that so he found he the submarines. To, he had to limit. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of glossed over. Like, yeah, no problem. Found the submarines. So he can limit his search. He has to limit his search to 100 square miles. Um, but but Grimm did the work. Grimm kind of did the work. So like he knew the area he was searching with. But this is what's the interesting. Grimm. The Grimm. <laughs> so... He, uh, they've been using sonar technology, but what he had done to find the submarines was actually follow debris trails. Oh. So they would basically like- Hansel just, and Gretel. Core. Yeah, like he basically breadcrumbed the bottom of the ocean where they'd like mow the lawn yeah. of the ocean, so to speak, look for debris trails and then follow them as opposed to just relying on the sonar because the sonar wouldn't pick up little pieces of debris. It would only pick up large objects. Okay, so he's fucking design thinking right now. No, he's literally really smart. Yeah, that's really smart. And so then um, on just after 1 a.m. on September 1st, 1985, the Titanic was found. Yeah! They saw a boiler confirmed Get it was the Titanic. Get up and make it happen. We found the Titanic. Come on. Get on your feet. Woo! Okay. Get up and make it happen. Get up for Robert Bauer. Come on. <laughs> make headlines around the world. Yes. Yes. So the next day they found the main part of the ship. They took the first pictures of the Titanic in 77 years. That's and crazy. Was crazy. They confirmed that the wreck split in half. Um, the hull, the front was mostly intact. Imagine waking up to the Titanic to the, being, being, found. being found. It'd be like, it'd be my Atlantis. It's my Roman empire. The Titanic yes. is my Roman empire. I don't know what my Roman empire is. Probably. Probably the, the Salem witch trials. The Salem witch trials. Yeah. I know too much about that. That's awesome. Teach me your ways. So the stern was totally collapsed and Robert Ballard is like, I they found vow <laughs> not to salvage anything from the wreck. King. King, because he's that. like, this is a grave site. We need to respect it. Absolutely. Like, also, not everything has to be a fucking yeah. money-making thing. But then thing. guess what, Carly? No. <laughs> people, no. the aftermath was people immediately salvaged stuff from the wreck. Really? So, yeah. So, Congress passed the RMS Congress? Titanic. Yeah. Congress was involved. Congress? Which I'm like, I'm also like, I'm sorry. What, what? Am I saying it wrong? You're just really hitting Congress? the con Congress. 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 I'm Canadian. I don't know what I'm talking Are about. Are you? 
I can see meeple syrup. I haven't seen your. I haven't seen your birth certificate. I actually, and I haven't seen Obama's either. Imagine that's the kind of person I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I need Barack Barack Hussein Obama. Shut up, name and the man. People, oh my god. So I'm like, why Congress involved? We're living in insane. Everyone has too much information, and everyone's fighting too much. Yeah, like fucking shut up. Get a hobby. I know, just go go paintball each other or something. I, know. I don't know. Why is Congress involved? It doesn't this really seem thing. like it's international waters. That's what I'm saying. So it's Congress Order. passes the RMS Titanic Maritime Memorial Act of 1986. Um, and that it's an act to encourage yeah. the international efforts to designate the shipwreck of the RMS Titanic as an international marine memorial and to provide for reasonable research, exploration, and if appropriate, salvage activities with respect to the shipwreck. Shipwreck. That's a Ship really, rack. really vague. It's so vague. Law. So um it's a gravesite, and also we need to preserve it. Um, but yeah. also if you want, you can have stuff. Yeah, like if it's reasonable. But like it's like it's reasonable. like this is a great like you're the person who's working at the graveyard is like, this is a grave. Yeah. And I will preserve it. But if I turn around and you find a nice watch, then like who's to say? That's kind of reasonable. Who's to say it was there? So in 1986, an American expedition goes down and they salvage 1,800 artifacts from the wreck. Jesus. And then a Canadian, Russian, American, insane expedition okay. went down to film a documentary no. called Titanica, released in 1992 and narrated by Leonard Nimoy. And then between 1986 and Was 1998. Leonard, sorry, not to say, did Leonard Nimoy have a cameo in SpongeBob? Probably. That sounds like something oh, he'd no, do. Oh, no, you know what I'm thinking of? William Shatner? No. Do you remember the, the doodle? Thinking goes, Mahoy Minoy. <laughs> That's how the doodle in SpongeBob talks. <laughs> SpongeBob drops himself with a pencil that somebody dropped at the bottom of the ocean yes. and no, it I makes know. him real. <laughs> and the doodle is evil and he goes, Mahoy Minoy. Mahoy Minoy. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I thought, that's why I thought Leonard Nimoy was in SpongeBob. Who okay. is Leonard Nimoy? He's from Star Trek. Is he Spock? Yeah. Okay. He, he has a hobbit. He has a Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. Yes. He has like a single about a Bilbo. But yeah. Bilbo Baggins by Leonard Nimoy. It's a great song. Look it up. Look it up. So, between 1986. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just me. <sighs> they bring up, uh, between 1986 and 1998, they bring up over 4,000 artifacts. That's too many. Um, I think we should probably just leave the gravesite, maybe. And then the most controversial thing, maybe, that they brought up was they bring up a giant piece of the ship. The hull? Like the hull. Yeah, yeah. like a huge side piece. It's called the big piece. And they try okay. and raise it out. I, I, yes, I it's called like the big piece. We could have workshopped that name <laughs> nope. a little bit more. <laughs> it's, it's done. So, and then this is kind of gross It's like some me. intern was there yeah. and they were like, we just pulled the big piece up. Make sure, make sure on the on the, <laughs> on the paperwork, you fill it out. And then the, they write the big piece and then they file it. And it's they like, go, no, oh, wait, no. Sorry, I didn't know we were filing it. Yeah. I thought it was just a registration. Yeah, I didn't mean it. This yeah. is the big piece, by the so way. So they try and bring it up. They sell tickets to a cruise ship for $5,000. You can watch from your TV this thing being lifted up out of the ocean. They have like a, a Vegas-style show. Burt Reynolds is there. Debbie Reynolds. Buzz Aldrin. Oh, Debbie. Like literally. Debbie, and then, what, what are you doing? As they're lifting this thing up, the 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 rough, the, the weather of the ocean, yeah. like the ropes snap and they <gasps> drop the piece awesome. back into the ocean. That's the ghost, baby. And it lodges itself Back into the ocean. Isn't Absolute. that insane? Absolute. Also, I've told the story on this podcast about when I met Buzz Aldrin. Yes. Okay. Just, <laughs> and, he was ra- and he was really racist. Which <laughs> is insane too. But he was on this cruise, watched them drop a piece of the Titanic 
back into the ocean. Good. Insane. Like, like that's like that's a sign from the universe. So the marine archaeologists, everyone was kind of mad. They were like, what the hell is this? Ballard, Robert Ballard, our king, called the event a carnival. Yes. And stated that he tried to put it to rest, but this perpetuates the tragedy. And Get then him, they Robert. successfully lifted the fragment, the fragment out in 1998. The big piece um, was put in a laboratory for two years before put, being put on display at the Luxor Las Vegas Hotel and Casino. That's really dark. It's so dark. <laughs> that's what it's would happen if, if so they dark. found ET. That's what they would have done. They yeah, would have put him in a fucking stuff him and put him in a casino. A casino. You got to put it at least in like the Smithsonian. Like you can't give it to the no. casino. What are you doing? But they have money. They have money, Carly. What are you so doing? It's uh, yeah, it's That's so really bad. So then in 1995, Canadian director James Cameron chartered this- Where's he from? This, uh, oh, okay, no, you're click, no, you're click, click. This is what my family calls click, click, clicking. Where if you ask somebody a question and they, they take like, it's like, you see the ring go click, click, click. Like just like thinking of something, getting ready to lie or say what they think it might be. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Rob's looking it up. Capus Casing, Ontario. Oh, Capus Okay, so an on, on, Ontario boy. Yeah, dry lips auto, auto move to Capus Caping. I might be saying that wrong, but Rob's saying it wronger than me. Dry lips? Dry, oh, the play. There's this play called Dry Lips Autumn. You can't say that like that's a reference everybody I knows. It it's not, that's not a universal reference. Okay, sorry. I've read a lot of indigenous plays. Okay. Okay, well, now I seem like a fucking yeah. racist. Sorry, you haven't read as many indigenous plays as I have. I want to go home. It's because I've read every indigenous play. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> um. So he films a bunch, whatever. He puts a lot of the footage into the Titanic, um, which is fun. So all that Titanic stuff is real. And then basically uh, the rest is history. People keep going down. A couple of notable ones is 2001. A couple got married in a submersible parked on the bow of the ship. No. The groom had won a trip down in a submersible. No. Another one is- uh, What if they died? What if you got crushed on your wedding day? Yeah. Also, where do you win that? In a fucking cereal box? Like, it was like, it was like his, it was to promote this like deep sea company or something. Like it's all just got crazy. So people just continue going down, whatever. They're filming different movies. They filmed Ghost of the Abyss, this other movie where James Cameron goes back to the Titanic. James Cameron goes to the Titanic a bunch, but he's kind of a good guy about it. There's a lot of debate whether or not it's like ethical to be bringing up artifacts from the grave site. Robert Ballard, um, it's oh, so the wreck site is now a UNESCO heritage site. Good. And Robert Ballard um, is proposing that they go down. Is he still and, alive? Oh, yeah. He's still kicking. Okay. He's still hanging around. He wants to paint the wreck with special paint to stop it from decaying, which would be insane. But that would be cool because the Titanic also is actively decaying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Cause I do agree that like, we shouldn't be taking it up from the ocean, but it does feel like we'll get to a point in time in which it goes away completely. Well, when I was like, it, I think like even in this book, there's a point where they're like 10 years from now, the Titanic will be gone. And this book is easily like- Yeah, you're you not know. 10, so- <laughs> Yeah, I'm no longer 10. But like, yeah, people have been saying that like it's going away and it's like, it's going to take a long time. But even now, like the Titanic is very, very deteriorated, you know, like it's been 111 years. Nice spent. Which is crazy. Okay. Time for the best part. Of the entire podcast. the entire episode. Are you ready, Blair? Yes. Okay. Let's make this tragedy about us. Okay. Harmony. I know. I'm in a harmonizing mood today. I love that. So my question for you, Carly. Yes. How would you propose to raise the Titanic? If if you were said okay. like you literally need to. Yes. Okay. Let me think about this. Because I think that 
Yeah, we need to for heritage and we need to to put it in this. I think if you're going to yes. do it, put it in the Smithsonian, put it in the free museum. Yes. I think that's kind of what you need to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any ideas. My brain is melted. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you my idea to get you thinking. Yes, thank you. So I have one real idea, which is I truly think that like, if we are to the point where we're like the t- the Titanic is going to be completely deteriorated in like three to five years, then like we should just salvage pieces of it mm-hmm. to go into either museums or laboratories and stuff yes. like that. You just know get what, I mean? what you can get. But I only want the scientists doing this. Like yes. I don't want any commercial stuff, whatever. I agree. Um, but the more important way that I think if we needed to, but honestly, I do think it's a gravesite and it should be left alone. That's yeah. my like ultimate you know, like my real, real answer. But my real, real, real answer is sit, send our goddess Rachel Zegler down in a submersible. And but just, it's safe, but it's a safe one this it's time. A it's a safe one this time. It's safer than the other ones. Or maybe even in like a bubble and then she has powers. Okay, invent a bubble. Invent a bubble like that the wicked or get, the, the good get witch Glinda, of the North. Get, get her a Glinda bubble to scuba dive down. Yes. She's been trained, so she's not going to get the bends. She, just, queen, she right? just, just raises it. She like, oh, Raises the Titanic like this. Tonight. I do honestly feel like she's one of our best girls to get on it. We should get. No. If we send Rachel Ziegler down to the Titanic, she could could raise it. She She could raise it. It'd actually be like no problem for her. Yeah. And people would be upset because it's tall poppy syndrome. They'd be like, she shouldn't actually have raised it. It's like, bitch, that's what we asked. It's like we literally asked her. Say you're jealous and deliver. Say you're jealous. Say you don't want women to succeed. But I do think like it comes back to like if you put the girls in charge of the Titanic, we're going to get it done. Yes. But also, we could just, you know, if we have the technology, I now have a bunch of ideas. We don't even raise the Titanic. We could just go down to it, which is like, you know, you get like a bunch of like, like, you know, um, plastic wrap into a, a, a big cylinder and just, you know, slam it down into the ocean and then vacuum all the water out. So then it's just like a dry part of yeah, the okay, ocean. Yeah, okay, what I'm thinking is you go down and you kind of, you send Rachel, Rachel Ziegler, it's in Ziegler or Ziegler? Okay, I want to make sure I want to respect our queen. <laughs> you send queen. Rachel Ziegler down. Yes. With a big saw. And she saws kind of in the ground around the Titanic and cuts it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you attach that to the crane and we just kind of lift the ground around the Titanic mm-hmm. up with a crane. Yes, that's a good idea. And plop it down. Yeah, I think because the Titanic has sunk so much of the Titanic. Like literally, I'm pointing, I'm doing a visual, but like like the whole bottom part of the Titanic is in the sand, mm. which is why- So let's bring the sand to us. Yeah, bring the sand to us. You really got to like carve it out. But apparently if you go under the sand- there, there's like paint preserved. Isn't well, that that's crazy? really, really cool. It's, it's like when you insane. move a couch and you're and like and, and you're on like, the rug, I forgot it used to be this color. You're like the rug is so it's so vibrant. I'm like, why is my apartment this dirty? I know. I don't even want to think. <laughs> there's the amount of dust in the city is gross. Oh my god, it's crazy. I open my window for 20 seconds. And I know. I don't want to think dumb. about what's going on in my lungs. It's I really dumb. don't think. Whoa, these pictures are crazy. No, this is crazy. So for visual viewers. Everyone else, imagine what a picture of the Titanic underwater. Okay, would so look kind of like. imagine a haunted-looking ship with, mm-hmm. that's kind of green. If it's you're not picturing green. it, then it's not going to work. Okay, there's it's, kind of kelp on the. There's like some robots, a big anchor. There's robots. Look at this. this is. <laughs> I the, don't see the robots. There's the robots that go down and look at the take pictures. So then there's the the Titanic deteriorating. This is maybe just content for the YouTube and not for the podcast. <laughs> okay, look at the pictures. <laughs> I think this is really awesome. I agree. I think we got to get our best girl on it. Also, I'll say it. Email, like, if you're going to reshare the podcast, share hashtag 
Rachel Ziegler on tight. Rachel Ziegler. Fuck. Rachel Ziegler. Hashtag Rachel Ziegler on Truth Tannic. 2024. 2024? Yeah. Okay. Because 2023, like. She's got to be on season two. Well, that's exactly it. Because it's like, we're going to finish recording this. Yeah. And it's going to be like November. Okay. And then, yeah, that's and so then true. We're, taking the, we're taking December off. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Ziegler on Truth Tannic 2024. Please reach out. It's not a joke. It's not we a joke. We're being you. so dead serious. We love you so Rachel much. Rachel Ziegler. Think of the good PR. You're, it's you're amazing. You're basically make a wishing, except. You're make a wishing us and we're make a wishing you. We're make a wishing each other. Yeah, exactly. It's like when people, you know, they kind of, they go and do, you're doing charity work by coming onto this podcast. And we're doing you charity work in the way that we're give, we're providing you with two amazing new friends. That and that's just, charity and you can just call and text us. And wouldn't you like more friends that are regular? Regular people? women. You could link. We have amazing links to the Toronto comedy scene. If you ever want to get into improv. If you ever want to do stand up. You ever want to do sketch or character comedy? And we know you've been fucking salivating at your at the at the bit to do character comedy. Don't you want to don't you want to play like a crazy a crazy frat boy who's lost his shoe? Yeah. That's oh a, my god, no, you've got to keep that. That's a great I character. I know it's a great crazy character. frat boy who's lost crazy his shoe. Crazy frat boy who's lost his shoe. That's the only idea I'm giving That's up all right you, now. Yeah, no, you gotta, I'm not gotta email us at truthtanic at gmail.com. At gmail.com. If, you, if you wanna talk. Obviously, it's the five degrees of separation. I know somebody watching this Someone has, has a connection to Rachel Zegler. We're gonna do a telethon and we're Who gonna- it? <laughs> Rob knows. Rob knows two of the dancers in the new West Side Story or has a friend who knows two of the dancers in the new West Side Story. I don't know. Rob- Wait, you're not even trying to get Rachel Zegler on the and podcast. And Rachel Zegler, she was on Curtis Connor's podcast. And sometimes I see Curtis Connor biking in Toronto. And we that's are, the same thing. As, and isn't seeing someone biking around in Toronto the same thing as knowing someone? I think so. It's basically the same. I'll that's how many him. of my friendships have started. Is I've seen someone and then later we're friends. So disprove we lost that. lost our minds. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks so much we for listening. We love you so much. Um, follow us Thank on you. our Instagrams, which are in the description below. You yes. can email us with any feedback or if you have a connection. If you have a link to Rachel Zegler. At truth, it's truthtanic at gmail.com. We, we are truthtanic on YouTube. And you can also listen to us wherever you get podcasts in yes. the world. Bye. Yeah. Truth Tanic is a podcast by Blair McMillan and Carly Thorne. Produced by Rob Moden. Music by Jacob Olivier. Cover art by Heather Lundrigan. If you have feedback, email us at truthtanic at gmail.com or leave a review on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.